Well met and greetings, travelers of the internet. Welcome to Nerdarchy the Podcast. What is Nerdarchy, you ask? We are a small cadre of funny-shaped dice enthusiasts who like to play make-believe using role-playing games, such as Dungeons and or Dragons. You can find us on the internet at youtube.com slash nerdarchy and all the social medias at nerdarchy. You are now listening to Nerdarchy Year One, our first year of content put together in a longer podcast format. And now, without further ado, welcome to Nerdarchy Year One. Hey, Nerdarchy here, for nerds, by nerds. I'm Nate, the Nerdarchist, and here we have Dave, Ted, and Ryan. And today we're going to be talking about proficiencies. And in? Proficiencies? In 5th edition. 5th edition, that's right. We're Dungeons and Dragons, five. even. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So, to start off, uh, who wants to say the most about it? You the most? I don't <laughs> know. The least. Do we have to rock, least? paper, yeah, scissors, or that? Or I'm going to just ask questions. I'm out of this. So, go. Go! Alright, so... What do you think? What do I think? I, you know, I think I keep fucking it up and calling it non-weapon proficiency. <laughs> yeah, That's well, what I think. Yeah. Spend too much time playing, playing second edition. It's, uh, dude, it really does. Uh, it throws me back to uh, my, my old AD&D games. <laughs> uh, I like it, you know. It, I think a lot of people, especially if you're more used to uh, 3.x or Pathfinder, you know, you, you see... Um, you don't have all these skill ranks, and you don't have as many skills to choose, so you feel like you're restricted somehow. But for those of us that come from that AD&D first edition, it's, I see more freeform because I, I don't see I don't see a restriction there. I see I want to do this, and the DM goes, "Okay, give me a roll," and you go, "Hey, I have X uh, proficiency. Does that give me a bonus?" <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the thing, like. While it does make me sad that you can you can't really make his, a character that is as is as much of a dabbler in the given uh-huh. thing, you know, a character that kind of sort of knows how to do this and that. Um, the all the, the the difficulties of doing things have been lowered across the board. So you're either proficient in something or not. So you're just more good at it. But just going some things just going off of raw. More good at more it. Good at <laughs> more it. good at I, it. More good at it. Well, I could have used the formal gooder uh, form of that that phrase, but um, I yeah. prefer more better. Right or more better. Right. That's right. Betterer, perhaps. Better-er. So, so yeah, you could either uh, be proficient and be better at doing something, um, or you just use your raw stat and you know your proficiency is only like starting out a plus two and it gets up to being only a plus, plus six. six a whopping plus six so all with the streamlining of the difficulty classes and the lowering of them it makes your odds say even if you're not proficient in doing something your odds increase in right that. well you said you can't make a dabbler but in in essence everyone's a dabbler, everyone's a dabbler. <laughs> right. you, you get the ability to say all right i'm not trained in this so i don't get this minor bonus but you can make a roll. And well, and if it's something you're innately gifted at, like if you make a dexterous rogue that maybe doesn't have acrobatics, right? You still a very dexy character, right? So, so you don't get that you don't get that that small bonus of your proficiency, but you're still relying on your stat right. and whatever you manage to get on the die roll. If you can work out through role playing or situational, you get advantage. You might not even need that proficiency. Yeah, the advantage is uh, is pretty so. key too. Well, you know what too I noticed, which is kind of really cool, like the rogue. Like, I guess if you're playing a rogue, you might feel like you're taking a hit because that used to be their thing, the skills, that and sneak attack. And now, now there's not as many to take, so you don't get as many bonuses. But 
I think their expertise really makes up for it. You know, that's probably to be like that's when you made a rogue in past editions. Like it's like you dabbled in a lot of things, but you picked a, a small handful of skills that were like the things you really excelled at. And usually it's like stealth and like disabled device or whatever. Well, and so so that mechanic is still essentially there. Right now, you know, we can't talk about proficiencies without talking about ability scores because they're they're so tied together. together, yeah. In, in this edition and. Going back to the rogue expertise, right, and and looking at ability stats. So anything above 20 is kind of been reserved in this edition for monsters and divine beings. Right. So, you know, when you get your maximum bonus of plus 6, and then you get a plus 5 for your stat, and then you're a rogue, and that's your, you know, that's your thing, right? So that's a plus 17. Well, near impossible check is 30. Hmm. So, you know, for a high-level rogue that's maxed out, you know, you can do almost nearly half the time. The you can do the nearly impossible, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's really neat. You know, you know, yeah. so, and you know, again, now here's the thing that um, I don't understand how it's going to quite work yet, and that's saving throws. And I know we're talking about proficiencies, but we're also talking well, about stats. When you're stats, talking about stats, and yeah. you know, they they just took all the the those uh, no Fort Reflex will anymore. Yeah, it's just gone, and now it's just you have you know your stat saves. And, like, all of them make sense to me easy enough, except for, it's like, what are they going to do with Charisma? Hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, that could be, you know, a, a save versus some kind of, you know, psychic or drain attack. Yeah, some, something that's, uh, you know, affecting, you know, you... Yeah, and, I, you know, I guess me and you were talking about the other day, it's like, so maybe, you know, a psychic vampire that feeds on your essence, you know, you might have to save versus yeah, that. You know, shadow's trying to drain, drain your strength. Is that a strength role? Is that a, a charisma role? Where where's that gonna gonna fall in? Yeah, so that that that's definitely a new thing, but I think as the game flows on, that's going to be a, more of an intrinsic um, mechanic that's going to kind of flow pretty easily. Um, obviously, it's going to be mapped out. Save us this, save us that. But I mean, what they did is they got rid of those extra those extra stats essentially. Yeah, you know, by tying it to your abilities and. You know, each class has two um, two bonus, stats yeah, right. they're proficient Fishing, in. Right, yeah, for saves. Yeah, yeah and, and so they get a bonus to that, and then that's what they're good at. Um, so what else have we got going on with the, with the um, well, with, you proficiencies? Know, you know, I was going to say, in relation to your stats, we've got a, a lowered number across the board. You know, he mentions the DCs are, are you know, lowered across the board, and... You know, you, you said that the uh, you know the nearly impossible is only a thirty, whereas you know in in some of the the later books there were checks that were into the eighties. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like <laughs> epic level. Yeah, well, yeah. but still, it's still it's hilarious though. Too bad we didn't break those out to to, to share them with you guys. I'm sure you've seen them, but you know, escape artists to go through a wall of force or swim check up a waterfall. <laughs> That's one of my a couple of my personal favorites. Yeah. They are they are phenomenal, and and those the, their numbers are beyond ridiculous but the fact that they put them in the book means that either somebody can so, do it somebody <laughs> has done it or somebody has asked about it or the the rules are there to make it feasible you know i'm certain that there are spells that give obnoxious bonuses you know in the earlier editions well well jump isn't jump in third edition like plus 30 something like that <laughs> you know so, so yeah it's plus something like 30 yeah, so, yeah, again, ridiculous bonuses in the tour, yeah. where this edition, they've really pulled that all back to, 
to really lower the baseline. I mean, if you look at your, your stats, you know, you're ranging 8 to, 8 to 15 if you take the array. If you buy, you can't buy beyond a 15. Mm -hmm. If you roll 4 die 6, you have a possibility of getting 16 or above. If you roll well. If you roll well. And that is the only way. Right. And, and then the simple fact that they said, hey, you cannot get beyond a 20. There's so far, I mean, there, there may be rules that come out and, and change that. Like the tomes, level. like the various tomes, you know, the tome of, uh, of uh, intellect. You know, well, based on the info we have, it strictly says... PCs do not go above 20, and it's in multiple places. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's probably going to be be, a, hard. A, be, a, be a rule across the board or take artifact level abilities to, to go above, beyond that. Which, which I find it interesting. So we haven't delved into monsters yet, so I really wonder what the monsters look like as far as hit points and Right, and their AC yeah. and stuff like that. Well, like I'm, what th the I'm thinking that things are going to be pared down oh, yeah. to, to an extent board. to go... You know, more along the lines of what the PCs can, can what, deal with. Which is funny because, you know, it's actually almost like the polar opposite of what Pathfinder did. Mm. Where Pathfinder ratcheted everything up. Well, it's it, it was in the lineage of 3rd edition, I really feel like. Yeah. And, well, yeah. yeah. yeah but they took it and ran with it. Yeah, yeah 3.5 ratcheted things up and then Pathfinder... Like you said, they maintained. I think they maintained the level of what was going so, on. So, yeah. but in 5th, they're going, no, nah, no, nah, we're, we're pulling it all back. Yeah. And... and, and you know, really, just the baseline is starting so much lower. I kind of like it. Well, I mean, well, it, it, it harkens back to, like, a second edition. Very, like, you know, it's almost like reading um, the, the Dragonlance Chronicles, like, uh -huh. where, like, they're all low-level adventurers, and it comes across through reading it kind of thing. So. Uh, and, and, you know, we've said it in an earlier video, it does feel like it's a, it's a cross between second and third rather than... I, I even know, think there's some, some design aesthetics that... Um, there, there's some elements I almost feel of like Dungeon World a little bit if you've ever played it. It's a very stripped down RPG, and some design thoughts uh, from Fourth Edition I think came into okay. it too. Like the being able to use your dexterity as as a, a damage stat. Uh -huh. Like that's definitely something that yeah, we that, haven't seen before. Fourth. That's right? definitely a four, fourth attribute. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's very few things that I feel flowed from fourth downward back, into well, back. fifth. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean. Um, I would say the way proficiency, the stripped-down proficiency, uh -huh. like, I think a little bit of the design aesthetic that went into the fourth, it's somewhere between second edition and fourth edition with, right. with the way the proficiencies are working, in my opinion. Now, you, so. you're, you're right there, and, uh, except for, like, they, they kind of did, but then they pulled it back even further from fourth, because further, fourth was like a step back from third with the skills. Right. And then, you know, and now fifth is a step even further back. But in, but in the sense that, like, I think in fourth you had skills you couldn't do. Or you had it? trained and untrained skills. Right? Okay. Like, that was... But now... And there's some skills that you absolutely had to be trained in. I wonder, did they do away with that? Did you guys see any notation? Like, like knowledge is used to be the thing. You absolutely had to be trained in well, it. Now, now it's you can make you can make. I, a yeah, I haven't seen anything to contradict you, that. You know, like, because um, I believe in most of, the, like, the 3X core books... It was, you can make knowledge checks up to DC 10 untrained, uh -huh. which is, like, fairly common knowledge. And right. so I don't know if it's like, hey, I rolled a 20. I read this thing somewhere in a bar room bathroom stall or something, <laughs> and I know this thing. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, from, from, you know, again, with, without, without getting access to, you know, the, the, the books... You know, the books. <laughs> yes, must have. I've got my PHP pre-ordered, but uh, that's as far as I can go so far. Um, but you know, without without that, you know, it, it just seems like right now you can be able to make any any check 
undrained and knowledge is they've they've left it off that you just get you know history religion and arcana and that's it you know there's and they're not even listed as knowledges it's just you know boom arcana history religion yeah well, and, you know, really, th I feel like this is going to bring you back to that AD&D game where you're like, I want to do this, and your DM's like, grab percentile dice and roll really high. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or was yeah. it really low back then? It was really, really low, low back then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to roll under. You now want divine intervention? You drop that 01 and I'll give it yeah. to you. <laughs> your god will show up and put the boot to somebody's ass. For well, see, person. now you can actually let that happen because it's in there. It's in there, yeah. Which you know, well, divine intervention was a, a, a first ed or AD and D thing too. Nah, dude, that was a thing that every DM just house ruled it in. House ruled it in. Like yeah. th there might have been a blurp in Deities and Demigods, mm. but for the most part, like it wasn't core for anything. Yeah, we just all DMs did it. You're a cleric, you, or actually anybody. You pray to your god, and you drop, you drop the low die die roll. We'll let it happen. <laughs> and now it's it's built right into the cleric, but, which is which is really cool because it it shows that that the design team Watts are paying attention to what was happening in the games. Mm -hmm. You know that you know so when we when we moved from second to third, which it was a great move. Like you got to do things with your character you never got to do before. It was right. really exciting. But in doing that, you know, we forgot, we kind of missed what we lost. Right. That that freeform play that we used to do, we stopped doing because the rules told us how to do everything. And I didn't realize it until I moved to, uh, bless you, to systems that were more rules light and more story based than mechanic based. And then, you know, looking retrospect, doing a side by side with fifth edition and fourth edition and third edition and second edition, I can, I can really see what we lost. But, you know, what's nice about fifth is, bless you again, it seems like they're taking the freeform style of play from earlier editions, combining it with the good uh, mechanics and uh, design from third and fourth edition. To, to just make a superior game. Because a lot, I know a lot of people don't like 4th edition, but, you know... There were a lot of good elements to it. It, the, it was designed really well. It, now, maybe too well in the sense of... The, see, here's the funny thing, right? When you look at Dungeons & Dragons, it was a miniature war game converted into something else, something new, right? Well, 3rd edition went backwards. They turned to... They went back towards turning it into a miniatures war game, right? Well, I mean, in essence, they they, they not only made, you know, the, the tabletop role-playing game allow you to use the miniatures, but they also made the miniature war game... That, Gmail that, or something? Right? Well, no, that, that that's, you, that's not true. It's completely wrong, and let well, me explain the, why. Well, no, I'm saying that the miniatures that, that you would actually buy for the game actually had... Skirmish rules. Two, two like, sides yeah. of cards that you could actually use to play another game in building little armies to fight each other. Well, like, here's the thing, though. Like, people were always using miniatures. They, you, know, you know, people used to buy the old, uh, what is it, Ralpartha yeah, miniatures yeah. And, and sand them and paint them and use them in their games. You know, you'll see amazing uh, setups that people are doing. I was like, man, I wish that was my DM. <laughs> but, you know, and for their games. But what we didn't have back then was the tactical rules to go along with it. Third edition introduced the tactical rules back into it. For yeah, that's, that's the first time that, that our group really and, ever used miniatures. And, and what's funny is how angry people got from third to fourth. Because if, if you really think about what Watts did is they actually just moved along the progression. 
Mm. You, you know, even fur a step further. Like and a lot of this stuff, I've thought of in retrospect. Um, but yeah, because a lot of people like it feels like a board game. It feels like a video game. You know, all these comments. Yet, three point five actually moved the you know moved the bar in that direction first. Right. And then fourth, it just followed the progression. Right. They thought that's what people wanted. So it, it was it was it was a mistake on their part. But the I pinball think, machine said tilt though because they pushed too far. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think it was wholly their fault. Yeah. Like in, in retrospect, if you think about you know the way the games progressed. Well, and then there, there's the, the lingering arguments back and forth of whether it was also the capture of the MMO crowd because the way abilities works worked and the recharges and the access accessibilities because earlier. Earlier editions of D and D were very, uh, very more like a battle of attrition. Mm. Like my first level wizard in, in second edition, like you know, like you're like I have two spells to cast all day, and I do not get any more spells until I sleep. Then I'm then I got a dagger. That's yeah, it. and then <laughs> that I can't hit with anyway. And the fighter mind. could just swing a sword all, all day. day. And then like you contrast that with like the fourth edition that has like three at will powers and like a daily and an encounter, and it's just like because in MMO culture, you don't run out. You right. Know? You, your your quiver is never unfull of spell or whatever. You know, and and while I'm I'm in some of that crowd that that feels that fourth edition was was lacking something or, or made changes that I didn't like, I have to admit, you know, playing a playing a wizard, it was awesome to go and say, you know what, I'm never going to be out of magic missile. You know, I can cast this until I pass over from exhaustion. I thought that was awesome. I've know. always enjoyed the, the, the resource management that comes from low levels. Like, you really have to plan and think. Like, I mean, it's part on part on, on yeah, the GM. But but it's but never fun to cast two spells and be done for the day. Eh, I don't know. Throwing the throw darts. Well, well, well I mean, well, like, when, when we play like, next time, your wizard can have two spells. Well, like, like, <laughs> and then throw darts. Third edition, like third edition, like baseline, where you could have maybe like four spells for the day, yeah. and, like your cantrips and stuff, and you'd have some things to do. Like the third edition wizard was a pretty comfortable place to be. It's like you're not totally boned, but you may want to look for some other things to do other than hurling spells because you want to manage what res little resources you have. Well, I like what Pathfinder did with that. Right. Like, they, the, they they did yeah. give you more resources to manage right. where like I mean it, you know pretty much you know you were gonna have and they were all thematic too which was kind of cool yeah, yeah and it was off the map you, yeah. you know you probably had like between 9 and 12 things you could do per day before you ran out in Pathfinder right. is it does it sound accurate yeah like you get like your power stat plus three uh, three uses of a given ability whatever it is right and, and then you have your spell so that so so that they moved into that direction so that's better. well, which was it was that was barring for fourth edition design aesthetic, I think too. Like they they saw fourth edition giving people a little more option. Like yeah, let's uh, let's borrow that one. Yeah, but yeah, no, and now fifth edition, you know, I guess we moved way beyond proficiencies in, the, <laughs> yeah. in this discussion. Do do but, do we want to back get back on the rails? Or? Yeah, yeah, we might as well get back on the rails. We'll save that for the rest of that discussion for another day. But you know, but it all stems, you know. From the same place, you know, the baseline we're talking about with the abilities, where it's come from, where it's gone, and, and kind of some of the history, uh, you know, of D&D in &D the game. So, it, you know, our, our conversation is a natural progression, just the way that D&D has naturally progressed through different things, for better or worse at times. But hey, you know, when I look at the proficiency system now, when I look at abilities, and I look at this whole edition that we're getting in fifth as a whole, 
I'm so happy we had that failure of Watts uh, with 4th edition and Pathfinder taking off because I think we're going to get something really unique and special now. Yeah, you know, I think I think you know, the direction it's going, it's going to offer you know really interesting stuff. You know, again, I'm, I'm really eager to get my hands on you know the next next piece of information, um, you know, and and see you know the the bigger picture, see what see what else they've got to offer because I mean so far everything I've read, you know, it, well there's been a couple things that make me go, huh. There's there's a lot of good stuff there, and I'm I'm really you know eager about the direction. So well, since you mentioned it, what makes you go, huh? Oh, I mean, it's just things I've I mentioned in the other videos. I mean, if there's some not proficiencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it basically not you know not in the proficiency section. Um, it's just most of the stuff, like I said, it, it's it, the general direction looks good. There's a couple things that are just you know questionable. You know, for foremost it was the 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 number of turn undeads. That a, that a cleric gets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was not happy when I read when I get it and yeah. how many times I can do yeah, it. It's like 1, 6, and 18, you know, that they get, you know, an additional use, but, you know. Well, basically, but, it's like you could pull off one of those once per encounter-ish. Like, because if you take an hour rest, you get it back. Right, but... I like know. the feel that it's more of an extraordinary power now instead of, like, a spam attack against a day. Like, yeah. bam, 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 bam. Well, a spam gun. Yeah, yeah, machine gun turning. Yeah. <laughs> They all explode. And we haven't seen feats yet, so we have no there idea. There could be a feat that makes you a very effective yeah. channeler yeah. and gives I mean, you more. Uber Turner, you know. Yeah. Uber Turner. Yeah, I mean, with, uh, I, I know that it, it refreshes with a short or a long rest, but I mean, you know, we've run games where it's it's always about you got to push, got to push, got to push. You know, if you're in a dungeon, you might not get that ability to just sit down. And, well, you, you know, I know this is off topic, but I don't know what other video we're covering it in. So let's, let's just address this real quick. Short and long rests, right? This has always been a this has always been kind of an issue of of the game, right? Like I know Ryan, Ryan, you've always bitched about railed it, yeah, yeah the four it. hour work day, yeah, yeah. But but you know the short rest makes sense, and you know it recharges some of your stuff, right? And that that mini rest gives you you know enough, maybe just enough to keep going. So how do you feel about that? I, you know, I like it because it, there's even, like, the, the real-world analog to where, like, you come home from your day job and you just need an hour to unwind and chill before you do the rest of the shit you have to do for the rest of the day. Um, before, yeah. you just can't cleave one more freaking cork in until you've had that rest and right, take off exactly. your shoes for a little you bit. Know, you have to take off your, your dusty, weary boots, you know, maybe take some drink some grog. And then, you know, then sharpen your blades and get back, put your boots back on and go kill some more orcs. So, uh, any opinions you guys well, on that? Well, with, with me, you know, I've been in the, I've been in the, you know, the, the gaming community for, you know, going on 20 years. So you're coming out place. as part of the gaming community. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, I've been in games where... We've we've done that. We've had one encounter. The, the the whatever we fought totally kicked our ass, and it's like, well, looks like we're stopping here because <laughs> we're gonna camp. But you've only left an hour ago. <laughs> it's like, well, sorry guys, I'm out of spells. That dude's unconscious because he's been beat to hell, and uh, you know that guy's wandered off from a confusion spell or whatnot. We're hoping he comes back soon. <laughs> so it's like, well, what options do you have? 
you know, the dice went didn't go your way. The DM rolled a couple crits. Or maybe somebody the, died. the DM was a killer. You know, or, or the DM was throwing something that was just way above your power level. Right. And you yeah, decided so, yeah. to fight anyway. Whatever the case may be is, there's times that, that that's happened. And in previous editions, the only option was to camp. And it's possible that we said, okay, we set out, and five minutes down the road, you encountered this thing. We could have walked back to the previous campsite. I think we've done it at least once. You know, so it's like, yeah, we made no progress. We're going to go rekindle that fire and, you know, call Maybe, it a day. Hopefully some embers are still going so we don't have to start it from scratch. Right, right, right. You know, so much work. Yeah, and, and there's other times where you're in a dungeon and you need to rest, but there is no way to set up a camp. So it's like, well, what do you do? And maybe, you know, this whole option of a short rest is something that, you know, may be able to be that bridge. But until I actually have a chance to actually see what the the, the, the short rest feels like in a game, um, you know, is the GM going to sit back and say, okay, well, you guys are trying to power up here. If you're in a dungeon scenario, how many... Perception well, checks. They might you know. be rolling for some random encounters or whatever. Yeah, or, random you know. encounters. But you only need an hour, so that's only one possibility for a random encounter once. Yeah. Right. Okay, so the short rest. For those people who don't know what a short rest is, maybe including me, <laughs> it's an hour. It's about an hour. Yeah, so you're just resting hour. for an hour, and then you're going back to your tasks, right. and you get yeah. a few of your abilities back, but not. It's and, not like. And a you long also rest. get you have a pool of hit die that you use for like self healing essentially. So based on your hit die. You, you can expend that many for healing. Um, which works well with the explanation of of what it, what hit points are, what health is in this edition of the game. It's not actual yeah, wounds. It, it, point. You know, it's just, you you know, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, abrasion, scratches. You haven't re received a wound unless you've dropped a zero. So, you know, you basically just, like you said, you need to get home from work and... You know, have to shake it off for right, a minute, right, you know? Right. And, and so, yeah, that's what the short rest and the long rest is, you know, what everyone traditionally understands is making camp for an hour, mm -hmm. you know, for a night right. or whatever. So I like the hit die pool mechanic, and I like the fact that after a long rest, you only get half of it back. So mm -hmm. it's an expendable resource. It's limited. But what, here's what I don't like. After the extended rest, you get all your hit points back. Instant heal. I hate that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we uh, won't be doing that. Like, yeah. I know you want to stay on book, uh -huh. but... Yeah, yeah. yeah, so initially we may do that, before, but eventually there'll probably be a house rule. And that's because, like, that's personal taste. Like, the way they explain it, 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 it it's not stupid like it was in 4th edition. I, their explanation to me makes sense for why you heal all the way back. But I personally just like a grittier game. And right. that, when you're really beat, you really beat the next day. Eight hours does not magically so you, fix that. No, no. You if wake you up a, and you feel if, like an old dish rag. If somebody's helped a buddy move, like, over a long weekend day or whatever, you're sore the next day. You're not uh, full up go, and limber go, ready go do, to go. Go do eight to ten hours of manual labor and then get up and tomorrow ready to do it again. You're not going to be like, oh, man, I feel awesome. You're going to be like, Oh God! I feel like Somebody crap. Just shoot me! <laughs> I don't want to do this again. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, you know, I equate it to going to the gym and getting a really good workout where you're sore for a couple of days. So yeah, like the next day it doesn't instantly go away, and that's just go working out in the gym. That's not having monsters try and tear you apart with their claws or having ogre punch you in the head a couple of times. Because that's a really bad day at the gym when that happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a really bad day. Yeah, but. 
you know, since since we've gone this far off topic, we've gone through all the additions. We've been punched in the head with the ogres. We're too tired to cut off even another orc's head. We're, I think we should wrap this video up on uh, proficiencies and proficiencies, long rest. Um, uh, we <laughs> tangent, tangent, well, tangent. we we failed our uh, proficiency check check of being on topic <laughs> on uh, derailment and uh, relevancy. There we go. <laughs> So until so, uh, next time. With that, with that, make sure you click like, comment, subscribe. Uh, Visit nerdarchy.com. Check us out on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Yeah, you, basically you can't hit uh, swing a dead goblin without hitting a nerdarchy something <laughs> or other across the web. So if you if you Google nerdarchy, you might get a half dozen hits or so. Feel free to put your comments on our wild amounts of tangents below. And uh, with that, until next time, stay, stay nerdy, nerdy my friends. <laughs>